0: What's poppin' everyone? It is the Porter Empire House, Mike for the podcast mercenary, back at it again with a brand new review. And today we're gonna talk about the new Disney Plus Marvel exclusive series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we're starting off with episode one titled New World Order. And this show starts off with Falcon named Sam Wilson, who's ironing in a suit for Captain's funeral. So it goes right after the events of where uh, Captain America goes back to his proper timeline and gives Falcon the shield. His shield, his vibranium shield, that was handed down. Almost like saying, passing the torch to the next uh, line of heroes being Falcon, because, you know, he is the next one in line in this timeline, because who else could he envision being the next symbol for heroism and patriotism for American people? and people all around the world definitely ain't Bucky though and it definitely ain't Bucky Barnes I'm sorry you're gonna have this Russian traitor become the next captain and I know that some people wanted that to happen because the comic books Bucky took over but then Falcon takes over right after them so at this point we're kind of seeing this passing of torch where neither of them are considerably going to be the current captain but if not they're gonna learn to coexist as friends because this is the best buddy cop show I've seen in a minute and I'm like all right this show is funny it definitely got my attention so let's just talk about it all right so we got a moment here where you got the falcon who's ironing a suit for captain's funeral pays respect holding his shield so he's asked off screen about how he's wearing the shield feels how about how wearing it. Feels like he's like I'm not wearing it. I'm gonna give it back where it belongs. And this is where we get a lot of uh, divisive. Uh, you shouldn't have done this. You should have done this. Moments like, what if I didn't, or what if I did? Like, you're damn if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because give it back to the government because it's rightfully, rightfully their property. But at the same time, it's like if the captain, Steve Rogers himself, gave him, gave you his shield. You're gonna take it and, and take up the mantle, kind of like any other hero would in honor of this don't want to say fallen comrade he just went back to uh, where he belongs so it's that whole thing where they just played him off dead. but anywho, so we go on where falcon's in a mission it's a it's this, uh, top secret uh, mission to stop the terrorist uh he lands on a hijacked plane the pilot falls off into attention of the falcon who appears uh and Batroc oh I haven't seen this character since what age of Ultron you're talking about GSP George St Pierre comes back and he's back as Batroc or Batroc I think I don't even know how to pronounce this it's very French there we go and he appears to tell him he's nuts because like how the hell are you like here like you know i'm gonna take you down right so they go fight epic fight scene back and forth all the way to the back of the plane so in the back of the uh opening hatch whatever the hell it's called in the plane and they're there just duking it out and you know just throwing hands and he finds the captain that he's supposed to rescue him because it's a recovery mission you know rescue mission but, but trot catches him off guard after him fighting off all these damn guards and his men and him uh are there and they take the captain and fly out like with these flying squirrel suits i'm like okay they're getting these guys are getting super like espionage like james bond type so i'm loving the direction where the show's going we move on now where sam saves the captain and this is when he went through this crazy dogfight where he's dodging helicopters and i don't know if there's planes there i think it was mostly helicopters through this like grand canyon type it's not the grand canyon because it's obviously in the middle east but it's definitely like this canyon with a bunch of like sharp turns where any kind of jet helicopter anything would kind of get there easily but he's a falcon he can navigate through the tightest of corners and just go through and just zoom out of there right so Here we go on where, uh, so he landed on the plane, catches attention of the pilot, and then starts fighting with Batroc and his men in the back, and then it goes out of the plane. He saves him with like a near miss, like he just speeds up before he, he, he can hit a new country's border. And this is where this mission is dark, because obviously he is doing this ghost mission where the US government has no ties, so it's wink, wink, nod, nod. And this is where he gets and saves his man just in time, and Batroc escapes even though his Helicopter is ready to blow up, which I thought was only really bullshit to be honest. Because if that shit's blowing up, it's gonna go and knock you down. I mean, flying squirrel or not, it's gonna catch fire. So he better have a parachute or something. But it's you know, it's a Marvel. I just don't take it for uh <laughs> it's a superhero show. Okay, guys. I don't want to give James Bond any flack. I don't want to give Fast and Furious any flack or Mission Impossible. This isn't the same realm. Okay, so just uh lose yourself. Okay, lose yourself in the moment. And uh, so here we go on where the next phase of the chosen screen is in tunisia and we got sam who's tinkering the table with his uh little drone there in the shape of a bird i think it was called red wing if i'm correct and he's there just tinkering and this man comes in his partner and tells him about a new faction out there terrorist group with uh Terrible ass names. Apparently, they got terrible names. So this one is uh, the Flag Smashers, I believe, and they're looking for Captain or Captain America, and they're there to just cause havoc and bring the world back to before the blip. So apparently, during the five years of the blip, a lot of things went down. Apparently, shit got real, and societies reformed and. These people got up and took control because the government couldn't keep up with all the anarchy and all these things that are happening around the globe so they want to go back to a time where they can control how things can happen before things went back to quote unquote normal so here we go on when they're off to washington dc and falcon is giving a speech which sounds like he wants to be the next captain america honoring steve's legacy but i don't i think he's holding back something has him holding back so we move on we're roadies in a crowd and he sees the speech that uh, Falcon gave, this beautiful speech, and he asks to speak Sam himself. Rody asks him why he didn't take up the mantle. Why is he just giving up the shield like it, like it is, he, he hasn't earned it, fighting off Ultron, fighting off Thanos, you know, fighting off, saving the world. Like people know what he did. He's not like, has a, he has no one to prove to anybody. He has no, he, he definitely earned his merit, as I say. So he definitely did his time. So like what is what is it? Like why don't you want to take the mantle of the honorable mantle of the next Captain America? world has changed alliances have formed and good and bad so things have just gotten really weird after the blip and things went back to the regular and it's just one of those things where i think the new world is just not exactly what everyone thinks it is it's a facade so hits sam just hitting with the real notes he's just like shaking it off like nah i'll talk i'll see you later so we go on where winter soldier comes into action saying hail hydra it's definitely a old uh nightmare scene a ptsd moment where he's just thinking about this when he was uh mind controlled by the ussr right he was controlled by the uh, the uh, soviet union and he was her personal mentoring uh, candidate he was just there to do the missions go back into his crowd chamber and go back in ice so he has this moment of ptsd nightmares of his old life as he wakes up in modern times and he's speaking to his therapist about this because he has to go to a state um psychologist or psychiatrist, you know, to pay his dues because he obviously has a lot of community service to do and this is one of the ways he can do it so he can reduce jail time so he's doing it and it's the funniest thing ever because bucky's not exactly the most affectionate person especially this guy who's been through so many wars and so much so many lifetimes i mean he's 106 years old technically 106 years old his body has an aged since his 20s or 30s so he's just this young man living in this old man living in a young man's body there we go and he's just over it he's over everything he doesn't even know why he's still here <laughs> So he's 106 years old and out of touch with society. The therapist is telling him this, like the facts. Like, yo, you have to go out and make friends. You have to be human. You have to blend in with society and interact. Call your buddies in the Avengers and just chat. So he recalls the commie film in Wakanda, but his therapist calls bullshit on him. Literally bullshit uh, for being fake. Because she knows him too well after so many sessions. So, Bucky's trying to talk to his friend, Mr. Nakajima, after his therapist session, right? And this guy's an older, uh, I believe, Japanese man. And he's just there. Um, and He's arguing with one of his neighbors about uh, putting his trash in the other man's trash. Like, you know, one of them things, you know. Essentially, yes, he's just the cranky old man next door. So, he's there uh, trying to fight with the neighbor. And then Bucky, you know, barges in. He's like, hey, old man, let's go out. And eat some food. He's like, No, I don't wanna go out anymore. But he goes out, he takes him. So as he's going out, the old man gets him a date. He's a he's a wingman, all right. So Mr. Nakajima, he's over here hitting on the bartender for him, like hey, he thinks you're cute. And then he's like, he wants to take her on a date. It's like, and he's like acting all coy, like, come on, Mr. Nakajima, you don't gotta do this. But she agrees. So that once her shift ends, that she has a this little date with the server and he but before that happened, um, Mr. Nakajima sees something that triggers a memory he sees red bean mochi and it triggers his um, memories of his son who apparently was slain now this is crazy this show was filmed definitely over a year ago and yet they're talking about the stop asian hate stuff that's happening because people think all oh, because it's a hashtag nowadays that it's something that's just happening no this these these attack on asian folk have been happening for more than a year and it's all due to um many things politically i don't want to speak of because it's not a political show this this is just a this is just me breaking down what the reason what okay we're at the point where asian hate came from um misrepresentation of this the coronavirus let's call it what it is all right let's just call it out so now people are out here attacking asian folks in public this is actual stuff that's happening and it's hitting the cords because it's uh, asian hate crime that his son was a accountant making the life for himself and he was slain so it's one of those things where he doesn't it was very triggering and he's like you know what i, I gotta go back home and he does so as he does He goes back to his apartment. Uh, We go to Delacroix, which is in Louisiana, or it's a Delacroix, I don't know, I'm not French. Uh, So I'm loving that they're using Anthony Mackie's actual like heritage, like he's from the NOLA, he's from New Orleans, and the ties to his character being from New Orleans fits very well because it gives Sam another layer to him. He's not just some regular cookie cutter soldier that got weapons and gadgets. He's this dude from the South who's just trying to help his family out. So Mr. Sam Wilson, the person, has some soul to him. He's from the South. He's from the, you know, he's from uh, the Creole country. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's Cajun country, whatever you want to call it. And he's down from there. And he lives by a marina, I believe. His family's from a marina. They got boats and they fish or they sell fish. Something of the sort. So we move on. We're winter soldiers on Tinder. And <laughs> it's not going well for him. <laughs> okay. I didn't think I would say this sentence in 2021. But you know what? It, it is what it is. They modernize shows. They got to keep it real. They got to keep it... Funky 100%, like 100, like it is what modern society's version of dating is. You don't just meet girls at bars anymore. There are, well, for many reasons, because obviously the virus is a little thing going on. But I'm saying in general, that's not what dating has been like. There's no more hooking up at bars unless you're in small towns. It has now gone digital. Where the swipe left and swipe right culture has started. And he's not having too much to really. He's not doing well with it, okay? So he's just, again, he's trying to modernize, but it's really hard for a man in the 40s to modernize to 2021. 20, and he's very socially awkward, as I can tell. So this guy definitely is more chill and relaxed and reserved. So he talks with the girl. They bond uh, over Battleship as they're playing. Like she has board games there for after long days or whatever. And. He has a moment and visits Yuri, Mr. Nakadema, and see um, he, He's just there to check up on him because the way he left, he was like really worried about him. Like, hey, are you alright? He's like, yeah, we fine. And he has like a little shrine for his son with son's picture on it. So he's like, this moment really triggered him. And he seems like he's a very up guide, mo- guy most of the time. But you know, sometimes you just get a memory that really just sets you off. So you know, it is what it is. So here we go where it seems that the new bad guys are on the streets and they're causing havoc. They're wearing these masks with like red hands on the mask whatever, looking like ski masks or hockey masks. And uh, it seems that one of them is super So he's definitely got some super serum out of him. So yeah, he definitely is one of the people that can fight Captain, but not the common man. And then we have the op that was helping out bucky i'm uh, buggy but helping up sam earlier there and he couldn't fend out the guy got wrecked like he got snuffed so we got breaking news in they show the new captain america that's how the first episode ends they reveal the new captain america one would think they're gonna say it's gonna be Sam Wilson, the falcon no they get this schmuck that looks like um the dude from up the old grandfather like he just looks so weird carl that was his name i forgot for a second carl from uh Frederickson from up. And it's funny because it's like, okay, so you're gonna review this new Captain America. You think it's gonna be the Falcon because he earned his right to be Captain America, but guess what? Apparently uh they had different ideas. Shocker. We're gonna take a small commercial break. I'll be right back for the episode two review. Stay tuned. welcome back everyone let's see where we left off episode two titled the star spangled man so we meet the new captain and his wife in his old high school locker Uh, his partner from uh, his on-field partner as well and they're there reminiscing about old high school times and stuff like that they go in the football field where there's a big pep rally that's being hosted for captain america and it's actually being uh interviewed i guess on tv and they're gonna make a huge like you know meet the new captain america they got sarah from michael kiki and sarah she's there uh interviewing hosting and interviewing this segment of their show where she's asking the new captain things about him and what he you know what he feels like you know what he represents and yada yada so we get a little bit inside of this man his name is john walker he's a first person to win three medal of honors he's a hostage rescuer mit physical testing perfection perfectionist essentially that means that he passed every single physical test in mit with flawless flawless scores. So and he's very humble. He did all these things don't matter to him. He talks about, hey, I'm just a common man, trying to do the right thing. So he very much is humble like the old captain. But it just still doesn't feel right. This new guy is taking the place of our beloved captain. So, you know, you feel how you feel, but he's trying to say, Hey, I'm not trying to replace the man. I'm just trying to do my job and my duty. Doesn't matter if I'm wearing, you know, Army Green or if I'm wearing this blue suit. I'm just here to help the people and you know, all that stuff. So we go on where Bucky's watching the interview and he is not impressed. He's watching it on TV screen, not very happy at all. A little bit, you know, a little salty about it. So here we go on where Sam isn't taking it well either, as he's seeing posters about the new captain. And Sam doesn't want to hear it from Bucky. He's like, "Why did you give up the shield? Now this fool's the new captain. Could have been you." So they have to add a little spat and argument as friends. He's like, this isn't what Steve wanted. And you set that whole back and forth. So these rebel organizations are going through Eastern Europe. The Flag Smashers, that is. And the Red Wing, who is the drone for Sam Wilson the Falcon, told him to go to Munich to cast him because he's got some GPS on him, I guess. So he's like, oh, again with this. He's like, we're fighting the three, the three, uh, the big three or whatever. Androids, aliens, and wizards. And he gets on this big tangent where <laughs> Winter Soldier's like, we don't have... Wait, wizards it says in the hobbit i mean the lord of the rings i read the whole book back in the, back when i was in the 40s like i read the whole thing when it was first printed or something it's like yeah i know i know the lord of the rings but yes technically dr strange is a wizard he's a sorcerer he's like a wizard without a hat <laughs> and he, they go on this little argumentative little it's argumentative but it's just like joking around playing i guess and buck and buck is like all right i'm tagging along with you sam on this mission because i want to make sure you come back so we can continue arguing some more so Falcon flies off the plane, Bucky, who did not have uh, so much luck because he didn't have a parachute, he's like, don't worry about it, I'll jump, I'll survive this. And that was complete horseshit, <laughs> as he's free-falling and, like, hurts himself from all these branches. Luckily he has a vibranium arm to absorb a lot of this stuff, but he still gets banged up pretty badly. Uh, so we go on here where Falcon flies off the plane, Bucky's crashing and... And failing at it, uh, they arrive at the factory to find their mark. Uh, Sam is messing with Bucky too damn much as he's joking around using his tech to show him, Hey, there's not just two guards, it's four actually. So, this is where we get open to where he cracks about uh, him going to Wakanda and being the white, the white panther. He's like, No, they call me the white wolf. He's like, The what? <laughs> so, they see the crew and almost get caught making noise. P.M. Um, they go in, and find the hostages. There's somebody out back that looks like is um not part of the group essentially but it's actually in the back of the trailer of the where the hostages are and she isn't a hostage at all it's a trap she's actually one of the flag smashers and she's one of the souped up ones too so she's over here throwing hands at falcon and bucky and they're both getting wrecked this little girl that couldn't be more than 20 years old is just banging up these grown ass men and they throw they 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 start fighting and we go on here where captain and his partner pop up to help to save the day Uh, they take a trip in a jeep back after the airport because they all fell miserably and got knocked off these trailers this was an epic fight scene by the way with two trailers and like them jumping back and forth so it was definitely worth watching like it was one of those moments they're like okay this is pretty cool so here we meet uh Lamar Hoskins aka Battlestar and triggers Bucky because the name Battlestar if you know the Marvel comics was the name of one of the not the howling commandos but captain's essential uh sidekick throughout history and the I'm assuming that this is the descendant of the original Battlestar but for Bucky hearing this like oh you're gonna replace Battlestar too he's like I'm out of this I don't want to hear any more of your military propaganda you guys can be out mind you they're they're 20 miles from the airport and they got picked up by them and like, hey, we're gonna take another Jeep. We'll just drive to the airport. And I think halfway through, they're like, yeah, screw this shit, we're done. So the Flag Smashers find a safe house. They stay there and we find the name of one of them who's been ID'd. Her name is Carly Montague, the ginger girl. Uh, she's a black ginger girl. Uh, she's the one that whooped their asses, remember that? And she's essentially the leader of the team, it seems, or the one like who has the most know-how of what's going on. And the police are hot on the trail. So we get a moment here with Bucky and Sam reflecting and talking about life. And then we move on where the screen says baltimore they meet up with bucky's old friend quotation mark friend isaiah isaiah is an ex-super soldier who bucky's ass during the korean war back when bucky was part of the, red, the big red army uh, he was put in jail for 30 years and running tests they ran tests on him taking his samples, using him like a giant guinea pig, of course, because he's a black super soldier. And this is back in racist times where they tested on black people a lot. And again, this is political, social, economic, not economic, political, social issues that we talk about in the show because it is a politically driven drama. And it makes sense. Like, hey, if you had a souped up black man in the military and you don't give him his props, you, what are you going to do? Put him, you're going to put him in prison and test him. So if he, he's not going to become a symbol that Captain America was, mind you, now Sam is questioning, did you know, did Captain know about this guy? He's like, no, Captain, I know about Isaiah. I and mean, only I knew about him. And I didn't tell Captain about this because if Captain saw this information, he would have definitely brought it up to them. Like, hey, why isn't this something like, why are we honoring this man for saving America as well? Because just because he's a black soldier versus me being a white soldier, like that's what Captain is. He's not about racial divide. is about unity It's like hey this man did the same thing i did at a different time and he did what i sh- should have been here t- to do but i was put on ice so we got this whole issue where you're just trying to judge me for giving the shield away but you're not really living up to this code either bucky you're kind of holding information back that i should know and isaiah when they go to his house throws a fit his grandson's there like you know you guys got to leave whatever And he's still got that strength, that super surge strength will go away. Now he aged like normal, but he's definitely been um, triggered by Bucky's presence because he took off Bucky's arm the first time, which is why Bucky has only one arm. I thought he had one arm solely because he was frozen. Like when he fell off the plane, he lost the arm then. So apparently Isaiah was the one that ripped off his arm, which is why he needs a mechanical arm to begin with. So like, okay, so now we piece together what happened? Bucky was quite a nice like captain and came back to life, but he had one arm after the fact, and they had to give him a metal arm. So that's what happened. So Sam is furious about the Black Super Soldier. The police give Sam shit because it is Baltimore, and if you know Baltimore, if you ever seen The Wire, it's notoriously very much uh, divisive. I'll leave it at that. You know they're stopping him and they're giving him shit for being black in public while arguing with Bucky, a white man. So obviously, how does this look? But then one of the officers is like, "Yo, that's that's a Falcon." He's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. See, he wouldn't have given him shit if he if he knew he was an Avenger. But because he just saw he was a regular black dude, he was ready ready to defend uh, Bucky, if I didn't even know if, if what the argument was about. So, Sam meets Bucky's therapist. This whole scene is hysterical, and I loved it because it's so, again, buddy cop odd couple pairing. They don't get along at all. They're friends, but they this moment they're arguing. So they're not really that close. They're like. Divisive. There's so many things dividing them, right? There's so many uh choices that they're like you know what i don't want to show you i don't want to show you either but we need each other for this and that and they're just there therapists like you guys are so much alike it's so ridiculous <laughs> and that's what i love about the show you got two guys who come to complete different timelines essentially bucky comes from the 40s but on ice becomes mind controlled by the russians uh sam is just the dude from modern times who just wanted to join the military and wants to do his civic duty as a soldier in, in the united states united states army but he is a man who's dealt with a lot of Difficulties because throughout the first ins- episode of the series, we learn about uh, Sam's family and how they had to give, like half of this property is given to his sister other the half is to him, but he went off to be an Avenger in the mil- in- after during the military, but his sister had to raise two kids by herself as a single black woman in the South of Louisiana trying to run a business and it's hard because the hardships and again, people brought this up that Avengers don't really make a lot of money. It's not something that's like, oh, lucrative. It's just something they do out of duty. They're heroes. They're not here for the money. They're not... They're not getting paid by the government like people think they think they are. They're just doing what needs to be done to save the world. So she understands the levity of the situation, but also understands I need to pay some bills and you haven't been helping out properly. So that whole thing. So we move on here where, uh, let's see, uh, Captain America, quote unquote, the new captain, bails out Bucky out of the pen after him getting arrested because he had a warrant out for his arrest. So after a police altercation, it was Bucky who actually ended up in prison, not Sam. And there's a soul session that's pretty awkward these guys. They just don't want to deal with, dealing with each other's uh, nonsense because they both are so the same, both stubborn mules that don't want to give in and say sorry. You got two grown ass men that don't want to act like grown ass men. They want to be petty kids. And this is what happens. So Bucky believes in Sam and what Sam has to say. Sam is underwhelmed by it. They meet up with Captain and Battlestar after this whole thing because he got bailed out. They talk. And they have no choice but to turn down the Cap's offer to join them because they don't work within the rules of engagement. Whereas Captain America and Battlestar have to because they're technically still military. Whereas Sam and, when so, where Sam and Bucky are essentially uh, covered off. They can do whatever they want. They are not doing things uh, the legal way, quote unquote. If they, get, if they get caught it's on their own it's on their own they're, they're abandoned they're not they're expendables essentially so they're like we can't bring you down to our level but at the same time you aren't really gonna be that helpful to begin with sorry so again this is where we get a beginning of captain america is like giving us last one like all right you get in our way though we're gonna take you down too it's like all right bet so they have no choice now but to visit an old friend and guess who this old friend is to find out about hydra and all the stuff that's occurred with the battle uh flag smashers and other factions the one person they have to talk to is the one person they at least want to talk to and that's none other than the baron zemo and that's where this episode ends they have to go visit baron zemo in prison like he's lex Luthor or, or hannibal lecter and Get into his brain so they can get some information to see what their next lead is. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been the review of the Disney Plus and Marvel exclusive series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1 and 2, for the first season. I don't know if there will be sequels, but just Season 1. And this has been the podcast. Mercenary, Mike for Hire, the Porter, Empire himself, Chris and Ramos, signing off. Until next time, thank you all for tuning in. As always, stay safe and take care. And also, stay tuned for some more reviews. All right, peace.